When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 17th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Are you a database engineer? Let's go. You should be applying for our open position here at PitchList. Go to PitchList.com slash hiring for more information. John Gray, seven innings pitch, one earned run, six hits, two walks, and four Ks. This was a good one. Uh, second straight start for John Gray doing well uh, as he... Killed it against the Giants and did well here as uh, against the Angels. 50% usage on the slider is everything we want to see. And the four-seamer was well-spotted. Now he gets the Diamondbacks, the Mets, and the, and the Twins. And I'm all for that one. Reed Demers did really well. Uh, he's been so bad. And they went against Texas. Got the win. 7.1 innings of zero. Runs one hit. Four walks. Five Ks. He was flirting with another no-hitter. Uh, but how it was in the first no-hitter was I didn't really think he pitched that well. And I don't think he pitched that well here either. Um, he was sitting 93-94. Not the 95-plus that we saw earlier in the year that got me excited. The uh, the slider was just 4 over 28 whiffs. Um, and not a single pitch earned over a 30% CSW. It's kind of how he went. 7-plus innings at 108 pitches. A lot of those went to play. And they found gloves as opposed to grass. Which is very odd considering it's the Rangers. What he did, he did have good slider locations. It was down and glove side a lot more than what we've seen a little bit recently. The four-seamer wasn't elevated. And maybe there was something to that of actually being more east-west than Blake Snell blueprint for Reed Detmers. I don't know. It's the first time I've really seen it. But I don't I don't really think that this was domination from Reed Detmers. We're going to watch this one for YouTube as well. So definitely if you want more Reed Detmers um, analysis, go check that out there. Uh, Mike Clevenger for the Cubs, uh, against the Cubs, uh, killed it. Seven innings, zero and runs, three hits, two walks, seven Ks. Have I been undervaluing Mike Clevenger? Obviously, I'm not a fan of what he does off the field. Um, as far as your fancy lineups go, he gets the Mariners, Athletics, and Tigers next. And... I still don't really believe what uh, Clevenger does with his repertoire. I don't think there's anything elite here. It's earned some whiffs on his four seamers upstairs in the upper half, really. All outs came on pitches that were right like down the middle and very easy to hit, and they just weren't crushed by the Cubs. I don't know. It's uh, Maybe it does. he does enough against those. Maybe at least one or two of those actually come through. So, all right, uh, consider it. PL Bot got this right. Um, I've been on a terrible streaming record. Uh, for the past, like, I guess that's what, two weeks? And Peelpot is killing it with things like this. Mike Clevenger against the Cubs picked that one. Uh, Blackburn, if you want, by the way, the Peelpot picks, you got to sign up for PL Pro. Uh, Paul Blackburn against the Cardinals got the win. Seven innings, zero in runs, six sets, one walk, and eight strikeouts. This was pure kitchen sink. And I was out on this because Blackburn just looked lost last time. And all of a sudden, he picked it all up. 30 pitches on his curve slider and changeup. 47% CSW between them. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, sinker and cutter were uh, called strikes. So he gets the Royals next. I don't know how we feel about the Royals right now. The Royals are messing a lot of pitchers up. It's been really frustrating. Um, I'm going to say maybe. And uh, and then, um, yeah, then you have like the White Sox after that. Like maybe it works. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yes, you can get wins if you pitch well for the athletics, by the way. Mackenzie Gore against the Red Sox, 6.1 innings, zero runs, one hit, two walks, and seven strikeouts. This is great. This is the first time we really see Mackenzie Gore do good things in a long time. I don't really think that 
he did anything too exceptional, though, with his pitches, and I'm not ready to jump on to this uh, cherry bomb. Uh, Charlie Morton did amazing stuff against the Yankees. It was an amazing curveball. Earned a King Cole of 40% CSW. It's what you wanted to see, and I guess we just kind of, like, I call him a hipster because you're taking a chance on ERA and whip every night, but the win chance is always so good, and he generally has enough strikeouts. So I guess you just got to keep going with Charlie Morton, and it's just so annoying. Aaron Savali did really well against the Giants, exactly what you wanted him to do. Also, 65% cutters and curveballs, which is great, as opposed to the 55% that I saw before. I'm happy the Rays are not overstepping there. After all, good to see it. He gets Rocky Road in Miami and Boston up next. Like, yeah, we're going to keep going with that. Uh, Ross Stripling followed uh, Ryan Walker, who did his job, but then Stripling did not. Five runs and 11 hits against the Rays. Um, maybe he, there's a win chance there as he continues to be opened for. That does open the door for him pitching the fifth and sixth, um, but... Yeah, I don't really want to chase Ross Stripling. Clint Kershaw Tatiaga did his job, except it was just two strikeouts against the, the Brewers on 21% CSW, and whatever, we just keep going. But I do imagine the Dodgers are going to continue limiting him. It was just 71 pitches and five innings here against the Brewers. Got you a win, of course, because it's the Dodgers. They don't need to push him, right? They're 10 games up in the West right now. So I imagine they'll be very careful with Kershaw. And just keep that in mind, that probably those seven, eight inning games that we know from Kershaw in the past likely are not going to be here. It's probably going to be a lot of these five innings, uh, five and dives for a bit uh, for Kershaw. Uh, James Paxton against the Nationals, six innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, three Ks. This is great. It's weird to see zero out of 14 whiffs on the cutter, and his four-seamer isn't missing nearly as many bats um, as we've seen before. And now he gets the Astros and the Dodgers. I'm kind of suggesting bench, and I know it sounds wild because Paxton has been so good, but the actual, actually, like the last three, four starts have been very shifty for James Paxton. The four-seamer isn't overwhelming that we saw earlier on, and the Astros and Dodgers are legit. So, I don't, I, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, obviously, we always say start your studs and stuff, but is Paxton really one of those in the last four starts? It was only 22% CSW against the Nationals here. Be careful. Uh, and don't overextend if you don't have to. Javier Assad against the White Sox. Six innings, two runs, four hits, two walks, four Ks. There you go. After doing seven innings of dominance against the Jays, he did it again here. And now he gets the Tigers and Pirates. I guess we're going to stream Javier Assad. Let's go. Um, it's a better cutter here. And everything was a tick down and stuff. But keep in mind, there was also some relief stuff before. So I don't really want to uh, lean too much in that. Really good arm sign sinkers. And I like that. You guys know I do. Um, you will get six innings at 81 pitches if you continue to do that, Assad. Uh, Blake Snell had the Blake Snell blueprint. Finally, he did his own thing. It's only 5Ks, even though he did the separation that I always want to see. He didn't have as many whiffs as we normally see from them, but he did great. Like, two walks. I'm super, super thrilled about that. Blake Snell is going to ace. We keep going. Andrew Abbott against the Guardians did fine. I don't really think anything was really good. I actually would argue that he didn't have his best stuff here, but he still made it work, and be happy that it was a win here and everything was productive for you and gave a thumbs up. He gets the Angels and the Diamondbacks, and we keep starting him there. Tyler McGill got a Gallows pole at 16 whiffs. Not the most electric night. I think actually a lot of really good pitchers just did not do well, and we'll get to those soon. Um, as he went against the Pirates, got the win. That's great. He was 95-96. He hit 98, but it's not like 96-plus that I've seen in the past. And 9 over 56 whiffs is not really something I want to believe in for McGill's four-seamer. Um, sliders and changeups are still underwhelming, and I just don't like this. And not to mention it's Atlanta next, so we don't do it. Slay Sasoni survived-ish against the uh, against the Rockies in course. I mean, yeah, they're not the most overwhelming offense in course actually anymore. The Woba is not. It's like tenth or twelfth or something like that. So it's four innings of two and runs. I don't think anything is good here. And he gets Texas next. So no, Randy Vasquez. 
against Atlanta, obviously not. You don't start Randy. And also, they don't really want to push Randy Vasquez too much. Um, by the way, I hope you enjoyed the watch party on Playback last night. It was a lot of fun. Austin Bristow and Dave Sherman did a great job. I will be randomly just going on Playback and watching games with you. I might be doing it tonight. I might not. But if you're not a member of Playback.tv slash Petros, you won't know when I start actually hosting a watch party randomly. And it's really fun. The community just comes together and we all just watch a game together. It might be tonight against with the Dodgers game. I might just have it in the background as I do the SP Roundup. Like, this is the kind of stuff that you're missing out if you're not a member of the Playback uh, community. So, playback.tv slash Petros is just like Twitch, but we have live games. Come check it out. Sign up. Um, it's 100% free. Just make an account. Verify your MLB.tv and you're good to go. Um, Dean Kramer against the Padres was okay. It was six innings, uh, three and runs, seven base runners, four Ks. The cutter is still good. Um, everything else, though, I, I don't really think was great. And I think we just keep going with it. But I probably bench against the Jays, but then the White Sox and Angels after that were good. And uh, we have Wade, Wade Miley against the Dodgers. Obviously not. You don't want to do that. But he navigated around the Rangers and Padres. If you went the day before where Adrian Hauser went, uh, he would be getting the Rangers and the Padres. However, now he gets the Twins and Cubs, which is so much better. I think we're okay. Probably that's like the top of questionable against the Twins after. All right. We have a lot of guys to talk about. A lot of these really good pitchers who just did not do well. And we're going to talk about all of those, of course, in tomorrow's games after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Kenta Maeda did ugh, against the Tigers four innings of 300 runs and 87 pitches. However, he got 14 whiffs still. The splitter wasn't as good as we've seen and the slider just did not back him up. The splitter was kind of gone. And it's really annoying because last start the splitter was worse, was the worst we've seen. This was a little bit better, but the slider stepped up and didn't hear. I I don't think it's just like a downward trend now for Maeda, but he's in this weird valley, and he just needs one start to take off the TR and make everything good, and he gets the Brewers and Guardians or whatever. Um, James McArthur uh, opened for Alec Marsh, who went five innings and one and run ball, five walks and six strikeouts, and I just, he's heaters down two ticks, and it's a much loopier slider, which generally sometimes speaks to more whiffs, and it was four whiffs, so no. Luis Castillo had a one-night bland. It was weird. He was suddenly at 95 miles per hour, as opposed to like 96 or 97, or maybe sometimes harder. Weird. Maybe it's the Royals being really good. I don't know. We ignore it. Move on. Same with Justin Verlander against the Marlins. Four earned runs in five innings and nine hits and two walks and two Ks and just three whiffs and 14% CSW. What is this Verlander? I don't know. We, we're just going to keep starting him too. Same with Aaron Nola. I mean, Aaron Nola against the Jays. He got a win, I guess, uh, but seven Ks. What's weird about Nola to me? Only four hits allowed. Just four of them. And like he allowed the hits on four seamers, two four seamers and a curve and a sinker. Like... 50% strike rate on the curveball is just not it. And that's so weird because it's always been so good with it. Um, it's just so annoying. 
Um, the skills are really good here with Nola. It's you face the Jays. Like you just got to keep going with Nola, and it's I I feel your pain, man. Uh, I wonder where he's going to go in drafts next year. I'm probably going to be more in than others. Um, new team. Also, it was a contract year. You don't got buy in a guy on a big contract, but like I I, I don't know. We'll see. You want Aviedo against the Mets? I uh, bad fastball. We don't want this. Um, Resolson not very good. Yeah, he's a young gun to me. He has a good slider and nothing else really yet. And I think like the skills could be there. It's just he's not there with a the fastball and changeup. Kevin Gosman had a one-night bland too. Like, what's going on? All right. <laughs> I know all these guys can't be that. And one of them won't be. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. No Syndergaard against the, the Reds. What do you know? Four-seamer is not earning more than five whiffs in a start. It's one over 27. And it's not very good. And there you go. In Cincinnati. Not what you want to do. Austin Gomber. Eight out of his last nine were two runs or fewer. Well, now eight of his last ten because it was 600 runs against the Diamondbacks. And yeah, this is kind of what we expected when you have like a 14% strikeout rate in that run. Matthew Liberatore, very disappointing after having the 95 mile per hour fastball. It's like 92.5 here without the slider, without the changeup, and it's all gone. And yeah, sorry. It was against Oakland. He had a terrible first setting. Maybe settled down a little bit, but he still had 13 base runners. This is why he was a questionable start and not a probable start because I was excited after the one start of excellence and getting Oakland and still not good. <laughs> so yeah. And then there's Jesus Lazardo. Man, it is so painful. I, I hate the fact that Fast brought up Luzardo in the OTC uh, four starts ago before this terrible run where he's allowed 20 earned runs in four starts since now because it was I felt like a victory lap and I, I hate taking it, but it was also just tongue-in-cheek because if you guys know, Fast and I made a bet publicly on the uh, the OTC, just like a you know friendly one. I think it was May 5th about Luzardo being better than Fast thought and we said like you know 370 array and I think 117 went. And I was cruising. I like I had won it, I thought, four starts ago. And then now it's been 20 in a run since. It's just like, okay. Uh, so what do we do with him? Um, this was the Astros. So first of all, I want to address that one. A terrible first inning. And then he did settle down a little bit after that for the next 2.2 innings. But that's 2.2 innings, Nick. 84 pitches. I know it feels like I'm making excuses for him, and I get this. And also, it's really tough because it's the Padres who are really good against the lefties next. And then the Rays. And the Rays maybe is fine because the Rays are in a different state right now. The Padres are I'm just, just annoying. At the same time, 96-97 on the fastball. It's not like he's getting gassed. You know, I've heard the argument, oh, he's at his max lemmings, innings he's ever pitched before. Maybe he's, you know, not having the same energy they had before. Like, But the velocity is there. Right. Normally we see a velocity dip at this point if he's exhausted. Doesn't seem like that. Uh, 40% CSW on the slider. He did make mistakes on him. We're going to watch it on YouTube also. We're going to watch two today. Um, also, four-seamer command was still good. I, I It's weird. I, I know I, I don't want to make excuses. Like I totally get it. Like four straight starts. You don't want to do this. If you want to bench against the Padres, by all means. He's not cooked. We see this all the time from players that they have peaks and valleys. It's never just like that ERA through the entire year. Usually it's like two starts or three. Four is really rough. Two of those were, one was the Rangers, one was the Astros. Now it gets the Padres and the Rangers. But I really think that if you hold on to Lizardo, especially for September, you will be rewarded for that. Um, so just do what you want to do with Lizardo. I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from with it. I'm going to watch it also on YouTube today. And maybe I have a different tune after that one. So definitely choose, uh, uh, go for that one. But from what I saw yesterday, not all of it, but I saw some of it. I was like, yeah, this is good. Uh, and maybe that gets different. We'll see. All right. Uh, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We've got like no games today. We have six of them. 
So this is pretty easy stuff. George Kirby and Zach Gallon. Kirby gets the Royals. I don't know how to feel about that. And Zach Gallon, of course, uh, against the Padres. Um, you're starting both of these. Chris Sale against the Nationals should be good. Tarek Skubal's got a good fastball. against the Guardians, good. And Lance Lynn against the Brewers are doing that. Probably starts Corbin Burns. I know. It's against the Dodgers. Dodgers are such an elite offense. Uh, the cutter is, hasn't been so good. He hasn't been an ace in the last, like, three starts or four starts. So, ah, I'm a little scared about that one. Um, you have Jose Quintana as a stream pick of the day against the Cardinals. I think his command is just so good. I need a streaming victory. I'll be honest with you guys. I know this. I'm so hyper aware that I was 70 and, I think, 42. Uh, no, or 52. It was 70 and 52 in my streaming record. I am now 72 and 61. It has been a bad two weeks, but just like everybody... Uh, you know, even with pitchers and stuff too, like we all have our peaks and valleys. It's just kind of trust the process and over results. Uh, but I mean, I'm still, you know, I still feel confident about this, but come on, let's go Quintana. We need you. This is another good one that feels like it should be much better, um, than, uh, just a normal stream. You have tomorrow starting pitchers. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I, I skipped around here. We have do not starts. We have no questionable starts. The only do not starts. Stephen Curry, you don't want to do that one. Patrick Corbin, Rich Hill, Andrew, Angel Zorpa, and Adam Wainwright, you know, thank you. And then you have uh, tomorrow's starters. You have Spencer Strider. You have Pablo Lopez, Gavin Williams, Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff is at Texas. And I actually, we have this grouping in the probable start. You have Sandy Alcantara and Bryce Miller kind of near the bottom of it. Same with Jose Brios. All terrible matchups. How is Brandon Woodruff in this one and not those guys? Uh, not with them. Woodruff, to me, I feel like is just more of a stable four-seamer, like pump that in, should have success kind of thing where it's not really about being against Texas. Well, we've seen Alcantara stumble against better offenses. Bryce Miller the same way. Those are scarier to me than Woodruff, um, who I do anticipate to get his ace is going to ace after this start. So that's kind of where I'm at with that one. Um, probable start here, yeah, Michael Lorenzen, because of course you're going to start him against the Nationals. Um, Seth Lugo against the Diamondbacks and Brian Bayo against the Yankees. If you want to flip those two, by all means, I just think that Lugo is in a good situation pitching for the Padres. Um, while Bayo is really just sink or change up, and that kind of bothers me. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, Sandy Alcantara, who has 32 innings in his last four starts, which is insane. That's averaging eight innings per start in his last four games, including two complete games of nine innings each. Um, ridiculous. And then you have Bryce Miller against Houston. If he has the slider working, it'll still come through. But I understand if you want to bench him. Same with Brios. I mean, I understand it completely. That's why it's probable, not auto. Um, question will start here. Guess what? My stream pick of the day is Cole Reagan's. I had a whole thing inside the streaming thing about this. Uh, I want to make this very, very clear. Um, I, I, I absolutely adore what Cole Reagan's does. It, to me, he's like a unicorn of having five pitches that at any moment he could just throw. He could literally just throw this, and they are all successful. Four seamer, cutter, changeup, slider, and curve. I think all of them are great. It's still obviously a little bit rough around the edges, though, right? We just saw four walks against the Royals. I think, honestly, he just should have thrown more four-seamers. I think it's a really good pitch, and he kind of got a little too slider and secondary heavy and kind of cute with that, which is fine. I'm normally a fan of that, but I feel with Reagan's, sorry, Reagan's, you should be a little bit more aggressive with the four-seamer because it is that good. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of other things, too. Nick, like, you get really excited about these young guys, and they don't pan out right away, and then, like... They don't, and you feel like they're going to be better than they are, and they need more time to develop and stuff, and very much could be the case here. Totally get that. What I will tell you is that I will likely still be on in on Reagan's after this one against the Cubs, because the schedule is fantastic after this, and if the skills are still present, I'm going to watch all of this, of course. If the skills are still present with Reagan's, and the results aren't there... I'm going to buy in. I'm, I try to be as transparent as possible with you guys about what skills I see and how I translate them. 
And if Reagan's, hey, he's throwing 94 and doesn't have the command on that fastball, or he just can't throw strikes with secondaries or all that kind of stuff, he's throwing pitches in the middle of the plate, all that, then I understand. Then I'm, then I would be out. If I feel that Reagan still has the skills that have gotten me excited thus far, then I'm just going to keep going with it. So do what you want. You understand where I'm coming from here. I see someone who has five legitimate pitches. Like, it's crazy to see this. And uh, it just gets me so excited, especially being someone that we didn't really care about like a month ago. Uh, it was It's awesome. So he's a questionable start streamer. So I get it. If you want to bench him, you just want to wait and see, totally get that. I'm going to be like, you know what? Cole Reagans, you're so fun. I'm going to do this against the Cubs. Uh, Kyle Gibson against Oakland. Uh, you have JP France against the Mariners. Tony Gonsolin against the Marlins. Andrew Heaney against the Brewers, Tyler Anderson against the Rays, and James Santino against the Royals. All these are seem pretty good. This is actually a pretty good questionable start here. However, I do see all the ways that these don't work. Kyle Gibson's incredibly volatile. J.P. France had that really great start last time, but like we've seen him not do very well. Tony Gonsolin against Miami, you never really know what you're going to get. You're chasing like a five-inning start here with a win. Andrew Heaney just went 1.1 innings because he was ill. Like, I get that. Uh, if you don't want to do it against the Brewers, also the need volatility of Andrew Heaney. You have Tyler Anderson going against the Rays, but his change has been really good. And then there's Jameson Tyone against the, the Royals, where he didn't have his command last time. The Royals are kind of good. Actually, I was very tempted to put him to do not start, but I also recognize, like, okay, one start after six of doing well. Maybe he bounces back, and the Royals maybe aren't as good as we've been saying. Uh, do not start to get Brandon fought against the Padres. I don't trust the slider, and I don't trust the fastball. Not simple. Uh, Matt Manning uh, against the Guardians. Maybe go six innings. I don't know. Zach Thompson against the Mets. Four innings in, in two games that we've seen. One was a start. One was relief. He's now replacing Steven Matz. And Zach Thompson's kind of interesting. Uh, they gave, a, apparently, I saw in, in a playback chat that uh, they had a comp for um, uh, Kershaw. Not because of skills, but because of like, hey, four-seamer with a cur- big curveball and a slider, essentially, of the cutter. And I got that from the left side. Um, obviously not Kershaw. But keep that in mind, like maybe there is something here in those three pitches and you make that work and he's getting the opportunity now, kind of exciting. So I understand if you want to kind of deeper leagues, take a chance on Thompson here so that you have him after, uh, but you don't necessarily want to start him in that first one against the Mets. He is kind of stretched out, so there's a chance he goes five plus here. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious about that start. Uh, Johnny Brito against the Red Sox, maybe it's five innings for a win. Uh, Luis Medina against the, the Orioles, I mean, I don't really want to do it. Slider hasn't been there for two starts. Yohan Adon isn't very good and gets to the Phillies. Kopex and Coors. Peter Lambert's on the other side. Alex Cobb gets Atlanta. Andrew Jackson, Brett Kennedy, Joey Lucchese. Arthur couldn't go with more than three innings. Like, none of this do I want to do. And in the Tampa Bay bullpen is at the bottom. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support. Uh, my name is Nick Pollock. May your babs below and your strikeouts high.